since I've been thinking about it, and let me say it before I forget, I watched the show Shadow and Bone on Netflix. Apparently, it is also a book series, which I have not read and I did not know. I really, really liked it, and there's going to be more seasons sometime, so I'm excited about that. The only thing I didn't like is that the bad guy in it is also the bad guy from The Punisher, like oh, the one yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, and I don't know. It's just weird. He creeps me out. He's very attractive, and he plays this like bad boy, hot guy, gonna destroy the world type person. But I don't know. I just think he's uh, creepy because of the roles he's played. You know, kind of like Finn Wittrock. <laughs> and here's the thing: I think that guy's attractive. So even though he's done some creepy stuff, I find him attractive. He's cuter than. Finn Whitrock. For sure. I think. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's r- real handsome. Uh, and then the other thing that I watched was season two of Fargo, which I just freaking loved. Yay, oh my gosh. I'm so that show excited. Is just so good. And I am four episodes into season four. Per Tiffany's recommendation, I have skipped season three and gone straight to season four. And I think I know who I think I know a little bit about what I'm supposed to be knowing, but I don't know. It's still very early. There's 11 episodes to that season. It's a lot. Yeah, I guess that is. Yeah, it's a lot. So I mean, you can go and loop back to three. I mean, there's some good stuff in three. Oh, I will. But four was like, two and four, you had to kind of watch them together, I think. And I, I had a giant gap in between them, so... Well, I picked right up to it. But that is pretty much all. And, of course, Tweed and I have been watching the I Shouldn't Be Alive. And there are just so many things that are on my anti-bucket list now that I will never, ever, ever, ever do. But if you want to add to yours, go watch that show on Amazon Prime. That's it. (laughs) So what have you been watching? Well, it's been a while. Hi, guys. We have been away for quite some time. (laughs) I watched a bunch of shit. I recently, most recently, I watched Solos on Prime, which is the Mm -hmm. trippy, like, I think it's six or seven episodes. Each episode is just, like, one actor or actress doing the story. It's weird and, like, got Twilight Zone vibes. People are, like, saying it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. A lot of people aren't liking the ending of it. I thought it was really, really good. For me, coming at it from an actor standpoint, just watching these people, these monologues they were doing... I found them very moving. There's one in particular, um, because they're all named after the character, the one called Jenny. That one destroyed me. So, And that one's what people online are saying is the weakest one. So, whatever. I thought it was really good. Um, Last night, I watched, I've been putting it off, is I watched The Woman in the Window on Netflix, Amy Adams. I read Mm -hmm. the book. I've seen that that Uh, preview. Yeah, I read the book. It sticks pretty, pretty good to the book. Meh. It felt like it was way too long. Had a lot of good actors in it, but felt way too long. Um, my kids started watching, and I watched the first few with them, Invincible on Prime. And it's a um, animated superhero for adults show. It's very twisted. It's very, very good. I kind of tapped out because they were watching it late. So, But they really have enjoyed it. So we'd like to see how... I hear it has a really awful ending. So we'll see what happens. Huh. And like, like awful good, like surprising, oh, okay. shocking kind, but still. And one, so random, one I stumbled upon on Hulu was called The Orange Years, The Nickelodeon Story. 
So dumb. But I will, I've loved it. I loved every nostalgia bit of wonderfulness from their very beginning with like Pinwheel and Today's Special, which I watched when I was little all the way through now and how it's changed over the years and how they had their own, like they had their own studio there and they made their own stuff there and they don't do that anymore. And just what a phenomenon Nickelodeon became and all those shows. Like, oh, it was just a really fun walk down memory lane. And my kids actually even liked it. And they didn't know what half the shows were, but loved it. That's so random because I was just talking to my son today about Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. I don't even really remember how we got on it. Well, we were talking about Log. And I don't know if you remember the... It's Log. It's Log. It's, log, it's log. big. It's heavy. Yeah. It's yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. I the whole thing. Runs over your neighbor's dog. Yes, I know Log. I loved Ren and Snippy, and so that's just so random that you said that, and I had just talked about that today. Weird. What you find out in the documentary is the reason that they had shows like Ren and Stimpy and Rocco's Modern Life and what was the other first one that they had on there? Doug. Doug and all those ones is because they were such a new broadcast, whatever, channel. I don't know whatever they call it. Yeah. Well, the reason they they had those first, like there was three in the very beginning, which were, I know it was Red and Stimpy. The other two was just, it's gone. But they were. I think you're right. I think Rocco's Modern Life was one they of came the first later. Ones. They came later. They came, yeah, they oh, came later. Well, there's ones that came later. Like, Shoot, I can't remember. Rugrats came later. And, anyways, they had, they only had those because um, nobody would work with them. Like, none of the, like, Warner Brothers, nobody would work with them mm. because they were nobodies. So they had to go to people who had never done anything before and, like, would pitch them, like, a stupid idea. They're like, all right, let's make a show out of that and see what happens. <laughs> And it went and it blew up. I mean, Ren and Stimpy, if you think about it now, that was not television for children. It never no. was. So that's why, like, immediately, like, it took off on Nickelodeon and they quick shoved it over to MTV because they're like, yeah, you guys, you guys need that. We don't need that over here. So, yeah, I don't know. It was really fun. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, the only other things I've been watching, Handmaid's Tale, I think this season, mm-hmm. I gasped and cried a lot. And Mayor of Easttown. Why are you not watching Mayor of Easttown on HBO, people? Because that is such a freaking good show. There hasn't been one moment that that show has faltered in amazingness. I Oh, it's so good. Just so good. That's I'll it. put it on my list. Yeah. You, <laughs> for real, though. It's really good. It's like, it's a twisty crime, but it's also, I don't know, this poor woman. She's been through a lot. I love Kate Winslet. She's so, so good. And she, her, her, Kate Winslet, Winslet in a Pennsylvania accent. Come on. <laughs> and um, what's his name? Evan, what's his name from American Horror Story? Evan Peters. <sighs> yeah, him. He's so good. He's so good. I love him. Like, He's I really, love, like I he, love I, him. She showed up and I was like, hey, I didn't know you were going to be in this show. All right. And he's so cute in it. He plays a very, very good drunk at one point. Just saying. Oh, he's so good. He's so cute. Call me. Okay. Hi, <laughs> everybody. Welcome back to That So Original Podcast. We apologize. We went MIA for a little while. I didn't even know where Tiffany was, to be honest with you. It was like, you know, she was just like dis- not even in the state. She just disappeared. Like, she was just gone. But we are back. And... We are actually doing the show that we told you on the last episode that we were going to be covering next, and that almost never happened. So I right. would like a little, a little props for that, if you would please. Thank you. Yeah. So we are covering Cruel Summer on Hulu, but it's a free form 
show. Can you? Correct. You, yeah. Okay. Freeform, which used to be ABC Family, but then That's, they started having too okay. many people having sex and stuff. And then okay. there was like, and then ABC tapped out when they had like same sex partners on there. So they changed it to Freeform. I roll. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So today we're going to be covering episode one. And as far as I know that these are not titled, like they don't have. They are. T- they are. Are they? What mm-hmm. is this called? This is called Happy Birthday, Jeanette Turner. No way. Well, mm-hmm. that's, I don't even know where they got that from. Okay. It took me a few minutes to get into the groove because we're dealing with three distinct time periods and not far apart. We're dealing with 1993, 1994, and 1995, but it jumps back and forth between those times very, like, often. Yes. But this main character girl looks different in all three, so it's really easy when you're watching it to know which time period you're in. But how about you start us off? Does that sound good? Okay. Okay. All right. Just want to start off with saying, okay, the show covers the life of Jeanette Turner, who turns 15 on June 21st in 1993, and then just kind of goes over her birthday for the next three years. I was 15 in 1993, and my birthday's in July, so I feel like I have a lot of knowledge about this time period, and I have a lot, a lot of objections. We will get to them. I was 14, and I am just going to interject with a lot of boys to men songs, so, okay. (laughs) All right. right. So, the show starts off with a computer dial-up sound, um, and I (laughs) had an yeah, and I was like, I can honestly honestly say that I did not use the internet until well into the early 2000s. I think I tried a chat room on a friend's computer once in 1998. So this is like, are they are ahead of the thing on here. But the um, on-screen typing a la Doogie Hauser tells us <laughs> that the event about the events about to unfold took place around June 21st, 1993, 1994, and 1995. So immediately we start with 1993, and we see Jeanette, who is a dorky teen. We can tell she's dorky because she has glasses and braces and kinky hair. Therefore, Mm -hmm. she fits all the dork criteria. (laughs) And she is in bed in her very young, girly room, and she gets wakened up by... Wakened? Is that a word? Awakened. (laughs) Sure. By her dad, who calls her Doodlebug. And it's her... And it's her birthday, and she's 15, and apparently it's a yearly tradition. Her dad wakes her up every year, and her mom comes in with a candle and a pancake, and her older brother comes in, who I don't I think is any... I have a lot any, to say. I don't think he's any younger than 45, but... <laughs> <laughs> he is Creeper in Cruel Summer. Yep, he is the Cruel Summer's Creeper, because there is no way that kid is, like, 17 or... Do you know who he is? You know, no. You know, he is... Oh, crap. What's the bad guy from Cobra Kai? The the old bad guy from the first movies, the the original sensei. Oh shoot, Crease. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. He played young Crease in Vietnam. Oh, okay, yeah. So young Crease, we can just call him young Crease. Let's call the, him young Crease. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm game for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he comes in, and Jeanette makes a wish, and um, they're like, "What's your plans for today?" She's going to go see a movie with her friends Vincent and Mallory. And um, young Crease tells her, sorry, got to miss dinner because I got boys to men tickets, which I camped out overnight for, and the concert's tonight. Don't boys harsh men, my vibe, ABC, Dad. BBD. Yeah. East Coast family. <laughs> Jeanette's like, no, you should go. It's great. Every, I'm, everything's wonderful because I'm just so happy and joyful. 
mom says, okay, well, here's the thing. You will eat dinner with us, and then you'll go to the concert and just miss dessert. And he's like, oh, mom. Come on, mom. Come on. The, the guy with the bass is going to start, and I'm going to miss it. <laughs> Lonely. <laughs> <laughs> mom tells her go pick out a special outfit for your special day mom is a trip don't like her uh-huh. already <laughs> no i i hate her oh yeah she comes back i've watched a couple episodes and she's yeah. just a pain i think she's uh, just trash yeah so in 1994 so now it's 1994 it's Jeanette's birthday again i wanna be down with you you can keep going i didn't know saying. what i didn't know what song that was see i didn't no know that one but R&B music is playing, and it's a very different Jeanette lying in bed. It's Brandy. Her hair is straight, and she has on makeup while she's asleep, because that's what they do on TV. Yeah. And her room is covered with posters and teen things. And she's awakened by a boy who tells her, happy birthday, beautiful. And he brings her a cupcake with a candle, because that's a thing on TV that nobody does in real life. Nope. Never not once has that ever happened to me. And the boy's like, I had to arm wrestle your dad to wake you up on your birthday. Does he really wake you up every year? And she's like, yeah. (laughs) He said, actually, the only way he'd let me come up here is if I told him and promised him that we would wait until we were married to have, (laughs) you know. He says, whatever they don't know won't hurt him, right? I was like, ew, she's 16. Who has a conversation like that with your girlfriend's dad just randomly 8 o'clock in the morning on her birthday? Like, talking about her sex life. Come on in. Could you please not screw her for a few more years? Thanks. Yeah. Or at least, I mean, marry her first, even at 16. Yeah. He says he's planned a whole day for them, including roller skating. Wow. Way to go all out. Wow. Yeah. And they fall back to bed together and start making out. And then he leaves, but he says, Hey, you know what? I love you. And she does the. She's so excited. So cute. All right. So, boom. It's 1995. Dad comes in the room. Jeanette, wake up. Your lawyer's here. I'm like, oh, snap. Some shit's gone down between 1994 and 1995. And she asks which one. So, yeah. Double uh uh-oh. There's so many. That's not going good. Gone are the flowing locks of hair. She's got this short kind of spiky thing going on and her dad just says happy birthday walks out no breakfast pancakes no candles in sight she's not getting the star treatment anymore that's for sure so downstairs they filmed my sink but which is really kind of rude it was full of dirty dishes and (laughs) i didn't even notice it (laughs) jeanette is sitting at the table with one of her lawyers and they're working on building her case the lawyer says this is going to be a tricky case because it's your word against hers so don't know what that means right now put that on a post-it note put it on your bulletin board coming back to it cut to three kids riding their bikes down the street and they're singing and I was like I feel like I'm watching Stranger Things because it had a definite 80s vibe but we're back in 1993. They're singing the Ico song. Ico, 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 She's Harley Quinn Smith. That's Kevin Smith's daughter. No way. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Because I have my note. Okay. Kevin Smith's daughter, who I admire in no disrespect, she is not 15. She's not 16. She's no. 21. And she mm. looks it. 
Yep. I was like, she's pulling a creeper here and she deserves better than that. The, yeah. Well, maybe Hulu needs to refresh themselves on like what people look like at a certain age. Because we had a lot of problems with that in a teacher. Right. <laughs> they're talking about what they're going to do this summer. And Mallory just wants to do something illegal. And I was like, okay. And <clears throat> Jeanette says, oh, that's fine as long as it's not immoral. So I was like, what, like jaywalking? Like, where, what are we doing here? They go to the mall because everybody hung out in the mall in the 90s. I love them all. So miss them all. They're doing the little photo booth reel in every movie and show from this time period. People do that all the time. Do you know I didn't do that till I was like in my 30s when I went to the zoo one time. Anyway, that's a me story. I'm like, I have like photo booths were a thing in 1993. Don't remember those, but okay. They were, but they were also like $4 to get four tiny little pictures. So I just never did it. Oh, well, then you shove a whole bunch of you in there and you split it. That's true. Uh, So they're debating which movie they're going to see at the mall. And Vincent brings her over to like one of the kiosks in the middle of the mall. I hate mall kiosks. And he's like, oh, look at this beautiful necklace here. And he and Mallory run off because they're going to go get her a birthday gift. At an adjacent booth where they have purses and, I don't know, scarves or whatever, there are a group of other girls. And one of them is a super pretty blonde girl and then her two sidekicks. And for some reason, Jeanette decides to go up and talk to this girl. Maybe they go to the same school. I don't know. And she pretends to be looking at the stuff in the booth. And the girl's looking at stuff on the other side. This girl is super cute. She reminded me of blonde Mandy Moore. Like, she's, yeah. she's super cute. Yeah. Then she goes up to this random girl and she's like, hey, it's my birthday. It and I thought, so awkward. I thought I was the only person that did that. But oh, she says, happy birthday. And I guess she does know Jeanette. And she starts to talk to her for a second. But her boyfriend jumps on her. Like literally just like attacks her with love. And it's the same guy from 1994 who is then Jeanette's boyfriend. And the girl tells her, you know, have a good birthday. And Jeanette says thanks. And practically runs away from her and her friends come out and they're like what were you doing talking to them like they're the popular people and she's like oh nothing so they give her her gift it's a rainbow necklace with a charm that says you go girl also not a thing from that time period no 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 i was like and it's the ugliest fucking necklace i've ever seen and it's that it's that you know what it is it's that horrible paracord crap from the 90s i remember i remember necklaces and bracelets made of that shit but they were the cheap stuff you won at the carnival it was seven dollars tiffany gosh it wasn't cheap okay so we're back in 1994 and Jeanette and the dude i just keep calling him the dude because they've never referred to him as his name until coming up i called him the hair guy he's got great hair they're making out in in the roller rink Somehow, Jeanette is now friends with the pretty girls, with the two little groupies that were hanging out with the girl from the kiosk. And Jeanette has super straight hairs. How in the 90s, because that wasn't a thing, she would have had a spiral perm and it would have been huge. So I don't even know what's happening. She wraps her hair with an ace bandage like I used to do every night. So... Well, like, she had, that, she had that kinky wave. She could have played that up and she would have been peak 90s. I don't even yeah. know. Oh, like Felicity wave, you know, yeah, it, like that. Yeah, she definitely should have done that instead. 
And so um, the girls kind of pulled Jeanette out to the middle of the floor to talk. Because that's where you talk at the roller rink is right in the yeah. middle of the freaking floor. Yeah. And they're asking her about her Saturday night, which is, I guess, when she and the boy toy had sex for the first time. His name is Jamie. She says it was perfect. And one of her friends is... And one of her friends is named Tennille, like seriously. And Jamie, over on the sides, Jamie is not skating because Jamie probably fell and broke his wrist one he's time. He's too like, cold. Like some people I know. <laughs> <laughs> and he's joined by his buddy. He's there looking out at the girls. He's like, so you really like her, huh? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, well, do you still think about Kate? And he says, um, no. What do you think happened to her? Like, think she ran away? And I was like, dude give it up and he says well it beats the alternative i guess you know that she's dead or you know whatever i'm happy with jeanette she's great i'm like is she though hmm. so um back to 1995 um emo jeanette is watching old news tapes they're talking about kate wallace who was the pretty blonde from the kiosk on the news they're saying kate wallace disappeared two weeks ago she was described as popular and loving and i was like mm, that's all you got I got popular she's and loving. Pretty. At least they didn't do that. At the same time, she's watching this news reel while she's wrapped in a blanket in June. Jamie is outside her house, parked outside Jeanette's house, looking at photo booth pictures of the two of them. He looks like shit. Yeah, um, his hair is not so great now. Yeah, he's didn't run any product through it. It just mm-hmm. it's rough. So he gets mad at the pictures and he throws them in the glove compartment, not the flow compartment, as it says in my notes. (laughs) And we get a quick flash that there's also a gun in the gun, in the gun compartment, you know, in the gun. (laughs) (laughs) So at Jeanette's house, the phone rings, you know, it's a landline. We didn't have cell phones back then, kids. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she doesn't know who it is because, you know, we didn't have caller ID back then either. That's right. And it's Vincent. And he's telling her that, um, hey, Jamie's parked outside your house again. She's like, yeah, I know. He's like, do you want me to call the police? She's like, no. He's like, what if he tries to hurt you? And she's like, then he hurts me. And then, because I'm emo. Anyway, (laughs) Vincent says, well, uh, happy birthday. And she's like, thanks. It's never going to be normal again, is it? And he's like, I don't remember a time when it was. And they hang up. And Vincent, we can tell, is older because he's got cool dreads now and Mm -hmm. a camera. And he takes pictures of Jamie's car, which he can't really even see because there's a tree in the way. Go downstairs, Vincent, and take a picture through that window. And so we can have some proof. And you better hurry to the Walgreens to get that developed today. (laughs) You couldn't even do that in 1993. (laughs) You had to send it out. Was there one hour photo? I couldn't afford it if there was. I don't think so. I remember taking mine to Myers, and then it would get it back like a week or two later. I remember going with, I can't remember if it was my family or my friends to the beach, and I had my camera and I had taken all these pictures. And then for some reason, when I, I, I thought the reel was done, so I was opening it to take the little film canister out. Oh, kids, you guys really need to Google <laughs> if you have no idea what I'm talking about. And it actually wasn't all the way done, and then I exposed the yeah. film and ruined it. And I was, I cried because I will never get those pictures back. All right, and actually cry because you know it takes a lot. But I was very upset. Womp womp womp. There might have been one hour photo. I started working at Walgreens in 2001. Oh, here is information I didn't know about Tiffany. Wow. Yeah, I was the I was a I was an assistant manager there, and we did photo. That's all he freaking did. So yeah, there probably was about maybe 1993. There was a big time jump there. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, sure. It doesn't know. matter. Hard to even remember. It's forever ago. Yeah. So we're in 1993, 
and Jeanette and uh, what are we calling him? Young Crease. Young Crease are setting the table for her birthday dinner. And she's so excited about she and her friends have made this list of stuff that they have to do. They have to do it before summer's over. It's going to be so fun. She and her brother do right now at least seem to have a, a really fun relationship. I, I kind of like it at this moment. So mm-hmm. the parents come in and the brother leaves to go sing loudly to I'll Make Love to You because he's going <laughs> to his boys' man concert. And then I said, okay, I immediately take back what I said about this family's relationship because her mother looks at the necklace that she's wearing that she got from her friends and she's like, oh, that looks really cheap. She's like, well, my friends got it for me. I was like, they're 15. God. So speaking of gifts, she's like, here's your gift. And the parents have found an old roll of film. What's an old roll of film back in 1993? Was it? Like one of those cameras that you have to set up for three hours to get. No, it's the ones with the. They were, they were long in the middle and had two rolls at the end. I don't even know how to explain it. They look like the top of an old rotary phone and like the the receiver part of it. That's yeah. what that's that would have been old film. But anywho, good God, I don't know. So they have developed it and framed a picture of she and her dad when she was a baby. I and was I was like, like oh. for real? Yeah, that's why I was like, cute. Yes. 15th birthday present worthy? Uh, I don't think so. And I was like, and you made fun of the cheap necklace. God, you didn't spend <sighs> nothing on this. Right. Oh, my God. Okay. So we're jumping to 1995, and the dad is drinking at the local bar and talking to the bartender about how his daughter is probably a sociopath. She says she's not a sociopath. She's a teenage girl. And I ask you, what is the difference, really? For real. He asks her what time she's getting off because apparently they're sleeping together, and they've been together for four whole months. So they're getting pretty serious. So this, like, last year, I mean, things mm-hmm. moved quick if they yeah. were together for four months. I'm telling you, 1994 to 1995 was, that, that was not a good She hadn't had a chance to chop her hair yet, and her dad was sleeping <laughs> with somebody else. 1993, Jeanette has gotten up in the middle of the night and gone in the kitchen, and her dad is in there sneaking cake. And she, she says something about, you know, I'm nerdy. <laughs> Look at me with my braces and my glasses. And dad says, one of these days, the world will see what he sees. And I was like, your daughter in a yeah. see-through nightgown <laughs> in the middle of the night eating cake. Was, mm. yeah. And she's like, one day, will I be pretty and popular and everyone will notice me? And he says, you know what? <laughs> I got nothing. So let's make a wish. <laughs> we'll stick another candle in this cake I and cross all our fingers and toes, sweetie. Because uh-huh. those braces got a couple more years left. Let's just go for it. Which apparently they don't. They no. were gone in a year. Yeah. So she makes a wish. Um, bloop. So now 1994, and Jamie is walking Jeanette home, where they are splitting the roll of photo booth photos between them, because, you know, there's four. They're splitting them in half. They each get two. (laughs) And she says, thank you for tonight. And I was like, because he took you skating and didn't skate? Best birthday ever. Yay. Best birthday. And all of a sudden, you hear a gunshot. And they all kind of jump and look around. And Vincent comes running out of his house, where he's been, you know, standing with a camera watching them, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) And asks if they heard the gunshot. And... Jamie says, that was a car backfiring. And he's like, it's no, never a it was car a gunshot. And he's like, well, welcome to Texas. And I was like, oh, we're in Texas. Okay, we're in Texas, so it might be. Yeah. Everything bad happens in Texas. A teacher happened in Texas. Just saying. That's true. So Vincent is running out with his shirt unopened, and he is ripped all of a sudden. Uh-huh. And he gives Jeanette a look, 
And she walks away, but they don't talk because they're not, apparently, this is our first hint that they are not friendly anymore. 1995, Emo Jeanette is watching, still watching these old tapes. We just recorded everything, all this news footage for some reason. And it's news footage of right after Kate went missing, and it's Jamie saying he loves her and he wants her to come home. And all of a sudden, the bartender that Dad Sleepland just walks into the house and says, hey, is your dad here? And I'm like, well, if he isn't, you just walked into my house unannounced. And then she says, oh, are you okay? And Jeanette says, um, I don't need advice from the local bartender who's screwing my dad. And Okay, well, I prefer dating, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Bartenders are actually great at giving advice, but that's fine. Jen. Yeah, whatever. Solve your own problems. And God. she's like, I don't want, nah, I'm still <laughs> emo now, and I don't want you here. And bartender kind of lays it on. She's like, you know what happened to that girl is a tragedy. What's happening to you, I can't even imagine. I really like your dad, but here's the thing. Bitch, don't you ever talk to me like that again. I am not your enemy. And Jeanette's like, okay, sorry. <laughs> it, was, it was my kids at everything they've ever done. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> so, back in 1993, Jeanette hangs up the photo booth pictures of she and Mallory and Vincent up on her bedroom mirror and then she puts the necklace they bought her in her jewelry box and the camera pans up and now it's 1994 Jeanette and she's checking herself out in the mirror because she's cute now like I said she got that Laney Boggs makeover she got boobs glasses yeah oh yeah oh she got boobs I mean I guess maybe hormones gave her that but the rest of it was a she's all that makeover I will stand by it The camera pans around the room for a second, and now we're with 1995, Jeanette, and she's pacing around. And then there's a quick cut between all three of them laying in the bed. 1994, 1993, Jeanette, they sleep like a brick. 1995, Jeanette has insomnia, probably lays there all night. Free Your Mind plays as the three friends. Free Your Mind and the rest will fall I used to love that song. Free Your Mind plays as the three friends, Mallory, Vincent, and Jeanette, are pushing their bikes down an alley. They're going to go do crime or something. I don't know. But they have decided one of their bucket list items for the summer is they're going to break into a house that nobody lives in. And conveniently enough, Jeanette's dad is a realtor. So they go to his realty office. Mallory pretends that she has to pee. And they steal a key to one of the houses that he has for sale. I want to know why Mallory's dressed like a member of Dexy's Midnight Runners. <laughs> I thought that the entire scene. It's like, why? <laughs> I don't know. God. So they pull their bikes up to this giant brick home. Cut to 1994, we're seeing some news footage of a reporter outside of that house, which has now all been boarded up and vandalized and spray paint everywhere. 1994, Vincent walks by for some reason. And now we're back in 1993 and the friends are breaking into this house. Well, I mean, they have a key, but technically they're breaking it. So the item that's on this list is apparently not to break into a house. It's to play hide and seek in an empty house. Okay. Jeanette is the seeker because they nodded at her. They were like, not it, not it. Touch the nose. There's nothing you can do about it, Jeanette. She's counting while Mallory and Vincent find a spot in the shower. Back in 1994, Vincent and Mallory are swinging and talk about how Jeanette and they call her boyfriend Dickhead had sex the other night. Apparently, the whole school knows about this now, which I guess that's 
typical. That's what happens. Vincent is appalled because he has a crush on her, which he totally denies, but he, he definitely does. He tries to defend her dumping them, as Mallory says, as them growing up and growing apart. Mallory says, she's Kate Wallace, the sequel, and she sucks. So back to the house, they're playing hide and seek in 1993. Jeanette's looking for her friend. She walks downstairs and there's this huge room with two mirrors like catacornered in the corner of the room. I'm guessing that's going to come back later. Back upstairs, somebody says hello and Jeanette's back up there now, scares the crap out of her and it's the guy who's bought the house. And he's looking at her like, what the hell are you doing here? And she's like, oh, my dad, he's the one that sold you this house. And he's like, great. And again, why are you here? And she says, she's a good liar. Like, it comes Mm -hmm. really natural. She says her dad did a walkthrough last night and thought he might have left his briefcase there. So she came over to look. And, you know, the kids, the kids, the friends are still upstairs in the shower. And she, like, psychically knows that they are like, oh, my God, how are we going to get out of here? So she distracts this dude by taking him downstairs to, quote, unquote, show him something her dad missed in the walkthrough. So while she does that, the kids, the kids, why? The friends run out because they are kids to me. I'm sorry. I thought it was really funny because she's like, let's go down in the basement and look at something. (laughs) That's what my kids do when they're fighting. Why are you hitting me? And so that I can get them. To <laughs> so you can say, stop hitting him. Stop hitting him. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. This whole game gave me such anxiety because I was so irritated that they didn't set boundaries before they took off in this goddamn house. Because it's huge. It and is it's huge. not fair. Like, she, yeah. so, they could be She should have said not, uh, no upstairs. Right. They could have been That's moving constantly did. and she'd yeah. never find them. Yeah, they should Anyways. have done a, yeah, first floor only rule or something like that. Right. So this Wolf. guy is the new, <laughs> the new <laughs> we're all about rules here at That's the Original Podcast. Um, he's the new assistant principal at the school that she goes to. His name is Mr. Harris. So she walks out of the house. She is so proud of herself for getting them out of the house and for lying to the sky. And he totally bought it. And they're getting ready for the next illegal thing they're going to do, I guess. She's like, that's awesome. What's next? Well, next we kill a homeless man, and then we rob a convenience store. Sorry, it's not funny, but... Cool. I'm all in. 1995, I always get emo, Jeanette, is watching old news footage from 1993 again, because this is her life. And drinking a bourbon. Yeah. (laughs) She's drinking from a glass fancy tumbler. They don't have any glasses in the house, but they got some glasses of that. You want to tell me that her dad has replaced that bourbon? Like, you know, it's been there since the mom was there. <laughs> yep. And he's replaced it just so she can have a midday drink. <laughs> uh, she's under a lot of stress. Okay. That and young crease would have watered that shit down years mm-hmm. ago. So come on. <laughs> it's half water right now. All right. So <laughs> on the TV is Tennille and other groupie friend whose name I don't know. And they're crying and talking about how much they miss Kate Wallace. And now it's 1994. Boop. It's 1994. Boop. And Mallory is saying that she's on the TV. And she's saying, you don't know this. Jet used to be my best friend. But overnight she turned, what's the word, conniving? So mm. I tried to be a positive influence. But and I was like, listen. Listen, Mallory. We get a flash to, it's 1993. And popular Jeanette is at the mall with her groupies. They're looking at clothes. And they're talking about, and the friends are talking about, wow, can you believe it's already been a year since Kate went missing? And then they kind of look at um, Jeanette for her to like, mm-hmm. And she's like, mm-hmm. well, 
I didn't know her. And they're like, oh, right. You didn't start kicking it with us until after she went missing. And I was like, kicking it was not a <laughs> no. thing. No. <laughs> and I have to know how this happened. Was there like a fairy godmother makeover Freaky Friday type situation? How did this happen? You best clear this up soon, show. So um, suddenly we see Mallory and Vincent are walking through the mall and they catch the fact that Jeanette is in the store. So Mallory makes a beeline right for her and says, oh my God, it's Jeanette Turner. Or are you going by Jenny now? Have you checked out the new stuff at the Limited? It's fresh. Am I right? And the groupies instantly like go behind Jeanette like the, and say, Mallory, I didn't think you came to the mall. We heard you make your own clothes. And Mallory has that look of wounded for like half a second. And then she's instantly back on the tack. First, she's like, I heard you're officially boinking Jamie Henson. Vincent, was that on the list? And I was like, oh. And then she's like, did you know Jeanette used to be friends with us? Looks like someone finally got their cootie shot. Which made me laugh. Jeanette says to her, the groupies, you know, can I have a minute? And then says to Mallory, I don't know what's going on, but I'm here. I've been here, and you can say I pulled away from you, but you pulled away from me too. I don't know where all this rage is coming from, but I'm still your friend and hugs her. And Mallory's like, God, you sound just like her. And Vincent is appalled by it all and says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and then runs off. And Vajet grabs her groupies, and they go to the photo booth because that thing's not going to like eat their quarters <laughs> without them, so... Yeah, they don't let that thing cool off. They no, keep it no. high. 1995, Evil Jeanette is sitting in a van, which her dad drives a van. Like, they only had the two kids, and the one has been, like, driving since 1965. So <laughs> <laughs> so she's eating french fries and a shake when people kind of walk by, and they say, hey, what's up, psycho? And she throws her shake at them and drives away, and she's very proud of herself. How could you waste your shake like that? I know. So she's back at her lawyer's office, and she's kind of spinning in the chair. And they want have to ask her a question, and she, we have to talk about something. She's like, is it about the necklace? Because I don't want to talk about that again. I've told you everything. And they're like, no, we need to, need to discuss your likability. If you want a jury to root for you, you have to give the impression that you're the wrong party. So some big court case is coming up. Jeanette says, how is the jury supposed to connect with the most hated person in the nation? I've been lied about, spit on, and made fun of to my face. And, and when I actually, this rare occasion when I leave my house, people don't whisper about me. They say it out loud. That's like, yeah, they just called to a cycle like five minutes ago. And she's like, the jury won't be sympathetic. My dad, who used to love me, spends half his time painting over the graffiti on our car garage. I don't know. The way she worded it was really stupid. He can't hide his contempt for me. The governor of Texas called me a disgrace. I have nothing. And you want me to be more likable. And they're like, well, yeah, can you, can you do that? Can you, like, not do any more of these, like, weird speeches? Can we just, like, roll that along? <laughs> and maybe grow your hair out and straighten it and stuff. And she's like, oh, so you want me to be like her? Okay, I'll make an effort to be less like me and more like how you want me to be. And I was like, well, that was the whole point, sweetheart. The like, lawyer's like, e- yeah. That was yeah, the whole conversation. What I just asked you to do, but thanks for making a whole thing about it. So, in 1994, one of the squad girls and Jeanette are in the other one's bedroom, and the other one is making a call downstairs. And she comes back in, and they joke with her about being a hoe, and she doesn't react at all, because she's probably like, um, and what? So, instead, she says, you guys. I mean, they're trying to joke with her, and she's like, no, this is serious. The person on the phone, that was Allison Murphy. They found Kate. 
Jeanette is like, do you know where they found her body or who killed her? And Tennille's like, she's not dead. Dun, dun, dun. Jeanette looks like she's going to puke. So they all run to Jamie's house. Do they all live within like 30 seconds of each other? I don't know why other? they all ran to his house. Like, what were they? I don't know. Like, she was booking it there. Yeah. He comes out of the house and immediately punches Jeanette in the face. And his friend, the one that from the roller rink, is holding him back because he's trying to get at her to punch her again, I guess. Jeanette collapses on the ground. She's got a bloody nose. She's crying. Say, I don't know. I do this. So back at her house, her mom is putting an ice pack on Jeanette's face. And she told them it was a volleyball incident. <laughs> really? That's the best you could do? I don't, I'm like, I don't care how cute this kid is or how good his hair is. He is never okay again in my book. He just walked up no, and punched this girl straight in the face. Him. What the hell, man? Uh, but her mom is just concerned that she might need plastic surgery. I do not like this mother. Nope. The news comes on and reports that Kate Wallace has been found and her abductor has been killed in a deadly shootout. The news goes on to say that her alleged kidnapper was Martin Harris, the assistant principal of the high school. And Jeanette is on that couch freaking the fuck out. And mom wants to send a muffin basket because that's what you do when your child has been kidnapped for a year. We send a muffin basket. Yeah. Or like an edible arrangement, really. I mean, either one would be appropriate, I think. Yes, I mean. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. 1993, Jeanette is walking home after her hide-and-seek date, and young Crease stops her where he's been, like, playing with a car. I don't even know what he's doing. And he's like, hey, sorry I bailed on dinner, but, you know, it was boys to men, and we don't bail on boys to men. And, you know, just want to let you know, you know, there, sweetie, (laughs) fate 15's gonna be your year. Um, Because he's 105. So she goes in the house. And she takes off her tacky necklace and the key to Mr. Martin Harris's house that she still has and puts them in her jewelry box. They're like, oh, foreshadowing. Mm. Then flash to 1995 Jeanette, who was once again watching news footage because Jeanette needs a fucking hobby. Um, and she's watching an Oprah-style special of this woman. I put Sally Jesse Raphael. <laughs> I originally had Barbara Walters, but I was like, I think it's more like a it's more like a uh, Diane Sawyer, definitely, yeah. Oprah kind of deal. Mm-hmm. You're right. It's of Kate Wallace, who is there, and she's got her little prim pencil skirt and her headband. And the news person says, "Kate Wallace, it's been three months since you were freed." You know, and she starts to ask her question. Kate's like, hey, stop it right there. I have some stuff to say. I need to do this in order to heal. Even though my lawyers told me not to. It's like, always take, don't take your advice from your lawyers. She's like, a few months after I was kidnapped, I was found by someone. A girl. I didn't know her well or at all, really, but she saw me. I thought salvation was near and that I would be rescued, but help didn't come. Why? Because I found out she had taken over my life. To the girl who stayed silent, you could have saved me, but you didn't. I wish you could go to jail for your sins, but there's no law. So I can only say, Jeanette Turner, I hope you rot in hell. What? What? And Jeanette keeps rewinding, and it's like, Jeanette Turner, I hope you rot in hell. Jeanette Turner, I hope you rot in hell. The end. I wish I'd changed, like, Jeanette Turner. Oh, man. The end of episode one. I like this show. I cannot wait to find out what freaking happens. I want to know what's next. 
I like talking about it. I like watching it. This is one I think that we are going to enjoy watching and enjoy making fun of and just actually enjoy. Yeah. I mean, it's peak. It's been a while. It's peak soapy, cheesy, stupid, but it's not Mm. Bridgerton. Thank the good Lord above. And it's like, it's hooked me. It took me. I'm like, like you, I want to know what happened. What happened? Tell me now. We See, we, okay. Full disclosure, we had talked about this when we did Ted Lasso, when we finished up Ted Lasso, which was a while ago because mm-hmm. things happen. We had life. Because we life, make, you know what? Shit happens. Get over it. So once we kind of talked about it, I had already watched a couple episodes and then we hadn't quite decided if we were going to do it or not. And I was like, oh my God, decide or not because I have to know what happens next. <laughs> but I didn't want to watch ahead because then I get confused and I want to right. spoil things. So I am dying to watch the rest. So I hope you guys go on this wild ride with us and enjoy it as much as we have so far. I've heard a lot of buzz about it. People on social media talking about it, really enjoying it. Like most of my friends list is watching it. We posted the meme that we were doing it and people are very excited. Yay. Okay, guys. So I forgot how we do this. It hasn't been that long, but it feels like it's been forever. So, hey, if you want to talk 90s fashion, do you want to talk about people playing teens that already have their pension? We can talk about that. Because, you know, I mean, if you want to go the full stalker Channing from Greece, I mean, she was 35 when she did that movie. We can do that. 90210, I'm looking I at you. I am here with you for all of that. Yeah. That Gabrielle Contreras, who was like 45 yeah. when she did she that. Was, yep. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who left to have a baby in real life and they made it like a thing. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Where can they talk about it at? Hey, I just flipped, oh. the, I flipped the script. Did you see that? I did. Oh I my it God. You. I know. You just, you just put me on the spot. Okay. You could... Send us a Gmail at that's so original podcast at gmail.com. You could find us on Facebook or Instagram at that's so original podcast. You could find us on Twitter at that's so pod. You could go to our website, that's so original podcast.com, and you could leave a comment there. I would love a comment that's not a spam or a bot. That'd be right. super fun. And you could go to iTunes and you could give us five stars and then you could put in the comment section how many times that you did the photo booth at your local mall or the time that you overexposed all of your film and ruined your family vacation. But (laughs) I think that that gets it. You can follow us um, on Spotify, which is apparently just as good as an iTunes review. You can do both of those, which would be awesome. That would be really, really nice of you. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. I think I got it. Did you? You got way more than I normally do. So thank you. Thank you. Okay. Well, join us next time for episode two, which I'm sure has a really fun title, which we'll find out eventually. I will look it up real quick. Okay. Uh, I'll make love to you. You love me too, and I'll hold you tight. Two is called. Hang on, sorry to interrupt. Two is called a smashing good time. Oh, oh, that sounds like it's gonna be fun. All right, well, I'm gonna go watch ASAP, and we will be back in your general ear vicinity next time. Bye. Bye. What's another voice to song? Let me think. 
Um, 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 the, 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 now we come to the end of the road. There you go. That's perfect for the end. There you go. Bye. Still I can't let go. Shut up, you worthless piece of shit. What movie is that from? Oh, Terminator 2. God. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have got that one if you told me. A tweet and I say that all the time. Oh, that's neither here nor there. So the dad is drinking at the local bar. And-